0: Hi, this is Ronnie Platt from Kansas and you're listening to the Brutally Delicious podcast. Hmm. Carry on.
1: <laughs> Got it. Good morning Vietnam. <laughs>
2: Good morning <Hello>. Vietnam. <laughs>
0: yeah, what's up? <laughs> Hello, what? Ronnie. How are
2: you?
0: Keep keep it keep it low, crack hour.
2: Uh. <laughs> anyway, I want to thank you for joining us. I appreciate you taking the time. Oh, my pleasure. Long time Kansas fan. It's a pleasure to have you on here. It's funny. What's me it- too. <laughs> <You're right>. <laughs> <laughs> Going through the, the press release and you know and and talking to Hadley. Fifty years. You ever imagine you'd still be doing this fifty years later?
0: Uh the, the, that's a question for phil and rich do they imagine they've been doing this 50 years plus yeah know? but as a
2: band total i mean yeah it's kind of crazy right it's
0: it, it is crazy uh i mean think think about the you know what they've gone through over the years uh with uh you know seeing the music industry change so much and you know having such wild success back in the 70s and Early '80s to really what uh, Phil and Rich consider the dark days in the early '90s, when really no classic rock was popular. Right. Uh, you know the hair bands even were the, more or less disappeared uh, and gave way to grunge. Right. You know. So uh, it was. It, it's really something to to have uh, you know Phil and Rich just continue. To keep this train rolling for fifty years, I know that's 50. crazy. You know, it's it, it's how many bands really have survived fifty years? How many bands from today are going to survive fifty years? Right. That's I don't think too many.
1: Did you find it kind of intimidating when you joined the band? Because you joined in twenty fourteen. Of right? course.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. you
1: could shorten that question <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so like when you first walked in the room and you got a jam with this legendary band and you're like okay i know all the songs you're obviously a competent player Piece
0: of keg <laughs> yeah what, what, what was it what was the
1: describe the emotion when you first walked in because you're walking into a legend basically of a band it, you know it's it, it's funny because uh
0: god i remember walking in to that first rehearsal the very first one and it, you know i i think the anticipation of getting there was even higher than being there because as soon as i walked in you know everybody's like okay let's get to work you know um, you know it, it was just like walking into another band rehearsal to me It that element of you know you know holy crap i'm I, i'm singing with a band that sold 30 million albums now and that instantly lost my head you know uh just going into that rehearsal and you know of course uh you know uh billy uh who you know i had to have a lot of work with because we were dividing up vocals and you know now now he was singing robbie's parts where you know billy sang a lot of steve's parts back before i joined the band and now he was switching over to robbie's parts because i'm taking over steve's parts and you know it was uh it was neat just to walk in and uh immediately feel comfortable you know but but there is an element you know i've i've sung wayward son thousands of times before joining the band but when you sing "Wayward Son" in Kansas, <laughs> you know it's a little you bit know, different. Like, there's just that little bit, yeah. You know, yeah. No, so, no
3: pressure. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No pressure. But how cool is that, though? Because that that song, obviously, there's a bunch of other like really, really amazing Kansas songs. But that that one is is it's Iconic. sort of life changing. It's right up there with like stairway to heaven and stuff you know and it's that's like that I, influential as a song yes yeah,
0: that's what i've been told many times is uh that uh wayward son is like the most requested classic rock song only number two in many markets i should say only number two to stairway to heaven really boom wow that's <laughs> <I'm>
3: proven correct
0: <laughs> yeah you know that that's pretty wild that that's huge that's huge.
1: It's, I mean, you can't escape that song. And I don't mean that in a bad way. Like if you go out and you turn on the radio, it's on three or four different stations. If you yeah go to the supermarket, it's playing in the supermarket. If you watch TV, it's on TV. It's everywhere. It surrounds you. Yeah. And
0: I, I, that, that's what we've always said about dust in the wind. Where have you not heard dust in the wind? Yes. Yeah. Everywhere absolutely. from the dentist office to the grocery store, to the gas station, uh, everywhere. It, you even and wayward sun's a very close second to that
1: and but you can hear uh dust in the wind in guitar center from kids of every age even adults they go in there like oh i'm gonna play this acoustic okay let's play this you know
2: right oh, so okay. instead of no stairway to heaven it says no wayward sons on the sign <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> i like that
1: that's good but yeah, we're talking good. about dust in the wind pay attention bruce
0: uh whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just joking. you know what I'm I'm gonna bring up a touchy subject here because you, you bring up dust in the wind and I, when I was growing up and I took guitar lessons for a short time and bass guitar lessons for a short time, it was on every teacher's curriculum, dust in the wind, to learn that picking pattern and to learn how to rotate, you know, your fingers in the left hand playing that every teacher had that on their curriculum they were all teaching that it was it was it was par for the course back then and this is this is the the dark area I'm going to go into and I know they don't like me talking about this but for a band to have that kind of influence on so many musicians and Garth Brooks also partially attributes Kansas to getting him involved in the music business Wow, How is Kansas not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame?
1: Oh, God, don't even get me started on that institution. It's not.
0: And I'm not saying that for and that right there. That is the response I get. I'm like, wait a second. Kansas is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. No, I'll be honest.
2: I I was when I was prepping for this. I went to look because I thought for sure, you know, you guys were in. And yeah, that's a travesty to say the least.
0: I mean, come on, 30 million albums, probably 35 million at this point, maybe as much as 40. But when you talk about the musical influence that Kansas has had over other musicians, that's that's the, uh, that's the amazing part to me. And I don't say that on my behalf, I'm talking about the original six, you know, I mean, no, I mean, really? Carrie Livgren doesn't command that honor. It's, it's, it is a travesty to me.
1: It is a travesty because as I was prepping for the interview, I was listening to Kansas and I was just like, man, like first and foremost, the thing that really that stood out to me about Kansas was everyone calls them like a progressive rock band. But to me, sure. They're progressive or you're progressive. I should say, but there's such an amount of Americana inside oh, yeah. inside of that progressive rock. And there's no other band that I can think of that's even done that.
2: Well, love, well, sun, wow, that's a good point.
0: And the other aspect, you know, it is tough to call Kansas a, a progressive rock band exclusively. Because when you listen to the whole library music, the, 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 the diversity of songwriting is really extreme i mean i mean right there just as an, an example you know i mean dust in the wind and wayward sun are as far as <laughs> part as writing can be you know but you know think about miracles out of nowhere you know that center section where the fugue is going on is very classically oh, yeah. influenced music and there's there's very straight ahead commercial type songs you know play the game fight fire with fire You know, songs that were, you know, very radio friendly songs, you know, because, you know, a lot of stations aren't going to play seven minutes of Song for America. You know, another uh, song that's, you know, extremely Uh, prog, but, you know, going back to, you know, uh, All I Wanted, you know, that was on MTV like every 10 minutes. (laughs) I remember turning MTV on and it seemed like All I Wanted by Kansas was on their rotation constantly well that's not a prog rock song so how can you exclusively give that prog title to kansas when uh they have such a diverse genre
1: i think that's one of the things i love about the band is that they never pigeonhole themselves or you guys never pigeonhole yourselves into a particular style you know like it had a feeling sure like there's a vocal phrasing and styling and harmon- harmonies that happened that were unique to the band, but the songwriting was, it couldn't be any more left and right at the same time all the time, you know, from.
0: Right. I, I think that's one of the things that uh I love most about Kansas is, you know, when Carrie or, or Steve, they sat down to write a song. It was so different and they, they really, uh, did what, whatever they could to that song. And I don't think they ever really had the mindset of, Oh, well, the record company is not going to like this song because it's not wayward Son or it's not dust in the wind. Right. You know, they, they really, uh, you know, kept their own thinking. It's, it's like, uh, you know, rush, you know, rush always did their own thing.
1: They uh, certainly did. You know,
0: they, they didn't let the influences of what was big at the time, uh you know influence what they wanted to do. Right. Yeah. And it's it's um my my band's
3: uh keyboardist and, and founder summy I think was onto something when he said that the best bands are the ones that have absolute diamonds and then also absolute shit <laughs> in their song right. catalog because right. it, it shows that you know that you're you're not doing exactly that that I'm I'm gonna try and and, and make the same hit song over and over again. No, you're just like fearlessly going and exploring every corner that there is to find about your music in a weird star-shaped house, you know,
0: Right. <laughs> and, right and that's right. the
3: way to do it, you know? So that's, that's think, definitely Kansas, I think.
0: Yeah. And I, I, unfortunately, I think a lot of bands fell into that trap because they did experience some success. And then the, the the pressure from the record company was we want another one like that because that was successful. That made money, you know, the almighty dollar. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it's unfortunate that a lot of bands uh, ended up chasing their own hit, you know, and in a lot of instances fell short. Whereas I I know it myself, Uh, you know, I, I sit at the keyboard here and It's strange how things come out of nowhere, just from noodling around. Sometimes uh, I sit down and, you know, it's a hard rocker, then it's, you know, then it's soft rocker, then it's, you know, I never let uh, a preconceived, oh, I got to write a rock song. You know, I like sitting down at the piano or picking up a guitar and just totally coming up with something unique. And I think that's really what Kansas has always done.
1: Nice. The catalog, yeah. the catalog certainly represents that theory. Oh yeah.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, right. What is a? I know you guys have been touring and you're getting ready to go back out again. What is the Kansas crowd look like these days? It's got to be multi generational, right? Like people like myself <laughs> taking their kids to the shows and maybe even grandkids at 50 years in the business, right?
0: <laughs> right. Uh, well, you know, I'll tell you guys. <laughs> when I first joined the band. The first three or four months that I was in the band, I really noticed the crowd being, uh, uh, shall we say, uh, more senior. Uh how, how can I put this lightly? Uh yeah,
3: like one foot in the grave, one in the concert. R- r- right. You know? you
0: know, can I dig myself in deeper? Can I have a bigger shovel, please? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did notice that the it was a uh older crowd to put it nicely. Uh and just in the time that I've been in the band, uh I've seen our audience and it's not because we're getting older. <laughs> Nothing uh, like I've that. Seen, <laughs> I've seen the audience get younger. Uh, and, and also uh, more of a female audience too. Whereas Ooh. when I first joined the band, it was an older crowd and really what they, they type as the black t-shirt crowd. How ironically. I'm <laughs> <black t-shirt. Right. laughs> Jeez. Good God. <laughs> uh so but just in the time that I've in the been in the band I've seen uh the audience get younger then of course you know it helps when you know dust in the wind is in movies like old school you know yeah. you got got Will Ferrell just doing that diamond version of dust in the wind <laughs> yeah <You know? laughs> but uh you know also uh, uh supernatural uh unofficially adopting wayward son as their their theme song and you think about the you know the age group that that tv show attracted was a very young crowd probably right. that that 14 to 22 year old crowd and you know and it was really something uh and shocking to me when we did the comic con we did that surprise appearance how they kept that secret was absolutely <laughs> amazing to me because i mean there's just so many people working production on that thing uh but to to do that comic-con episode or that, that uh, hall h it was in san diego and that convention center there which was huge to see so many young kids and we come out and do wayward son and they're all singing it and not just the chorus they're singing the <laughs> verses with me right and it's yeah. like Okay and it, it, it is something from that point from it, it seemed like that really was a turning point where a younger crowd was coming to see us and y- you know it's not only were parents bringing their kids but <laughs> bringing their grandkids
1: yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey uh, uh, do, would any of you happen to have a, an extra bottle of geritol you could ship to me <laughs> uh, See, she's too young. She's like, what's Gerital? I actually I, I
3: love that. You know the th- thank you. I'm fucking 40 years old. I know I look like 20 40. years. Old. Yeah. Totally.
0: I got t-shirts they- older than you. <laughs> nice, nice,
3: nice, nice. The problem is I'm wait, wait a
0: second. I gotta cry no, because I don't, I don't that, that that's is. a fact. <laughs> <laughs>
3: But that those are the best T-shirts. Never let them go. Those, right, those the, right. Like, Yeah, you, know, hey, uh, you
0: know, I, I, gosh, I, I think I do have some some Kansas T-shirts. I know I have a couple of Journey T-shirts from back in the early '80s. That, you know, they're oh. more keepsakes than they are something. I was you know. I was
3: gonna say like you know that it's not so far from my birthday, so you can send me one if you want. <laughs> <But the> thing- <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I, I am. Although it does say bandit lights, can you can you see the the back of my shirt?
3: Thing? Oh, so oh cool. nice.
0: nice, nice.
3: But I want the vintage ones. But endless, as endless I am primord. finished, what was that thing? What is this product that everybody else thought was hilarious? Bottle of what?
0: Geritol? I don't even know <laughs> what Geritol is. does not know what Geritol I, is.
4: Unfortunately,
2: I do, I do and what Maybe that speaks to my age, but it's a. Uh... Like a it, it was like
0: a very, it was like, uh, the, the daily vitamin of the day back in uh, God, that probably came out in the fifties, right? <laughs> the fifties and sixties. It's like the original multivitamin. Geritol, Geritol probably had a
3: little bit of cocaine in it too. <laughs> if it's from that era, <laughs> like, you know, just to keep things nice and perky. Yeah. You
0: know. <laughs> oh, she had to bring that in. <laughs>
3: Too. it's my job on the show you know? here's
2: the google no, it was definition. all organic yeah i'm sure
3: uh,
1: it's,
2: it's a supplemental iron iron product for post-menopausal women and senior men
1: okay. oh, I was
3: like, Ronnie, according I was so to the google post but
0: like, uh, i didn't
1: know i was postmenopausal. <laughs> 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 I i just think man, so i might need some of know. that um so last week i didn't know we were going to be interviewing you and i was driving in the car with my wife and wayward Sun comes on and the first thing i said to her as because that song goes all over the place in inter- yeah. arrangement wise and i i looked at my wife and said this band did not give a fuck about what they were doing they were just writing to write right and and it's funny because then bruce messaged me oh do you want to should we do this interview said, oh yeah of course but it happened like, you know, synchronistically, you know? And what's it like on stage? Like, cause those songs are so- um, Iconic. Red, they're iconic, so people expect to hear them in a certain way, yeah. but since Kansas is that kind of band where they're just like, uh, for lack of a better term, they don't give uh mm. um, do you jam on stage? Do you play with the songs on stage? How do you deal with, with that balancing act?
0: Yeah, you, you know, it's probably one thing I'm guilty of in my performance because even though I've sung uh, certain songs over and over and over again, uh, I, I don't stick to the script. Uh, of course, a song like Dust in the Wind, I'm not going to take uh, too many freedoms with adjusting the melody because you know a, a song like dust in the wind that you've heard that studio version a zillion times even if you're not a musician you've got that melody ingrained in your mind it's there so i'm not going to take too much uh, uh, creative liberty with that uh wayward son at the end of the night and, and you know talk about an older crowd i mean this and this is this is so true it is so great to start Wayward Son and you see everyone in the audience that's in their 60s and 70s suddenly become 20 years old again. I mean, that that is such a satisfying thing to me. Uh, but uh, I like to embellish. And, you know, I've always considered myself a shoot from the hip singer. When I'm feeling good, and let me tell you, Uh, the voice is a fickle thing. There there's, there's days when I've felt great. Can't wait to get singing. And my voice just is not working with me. And there's times when I didn't feel good. And I'm like, Oh my God, how am I going to get through the night? I get up to that microphone. And from note number one, it hits me and I'm singing like a bird, you know, But when I'm feeling good, boy, I like to shoot from the hip. I like to embellish. And in that split second in my mind, anticipating the next line, I'm constantly pushing my limits. And I've done that my entire life. And I think that's, uh, you know, what's expanded my range over years and years and years. I've always, I was already blessed with a high range, uh, you know, back in, you know, the early eighties, uh, meeting my bandmates from chaser, they're like, Hey man, you could sing. Hi, let's, let's do some yes music, you know? Oh well, yeah. John Anderson. He's in the stratosphere 90% of the time, you know? So I I've been blessed with that. So it, it's a, it's a tough thing to, uh, uh, stick to the script, which is something I very rarely do. Uh, but of course, uh, you have to pay respect to the written melody, so I, I pick and choose my embellishing very carefully.
1: Gotcha. Does it, it's got to feel good too to have those uh band members that give you the freedom to do that.
0: Yeah, it, uh, uh, it's one of the great things, uh, for me being in Kansas and, and Phil and Rich, uh, allowing me that freedom because, uh, I don't think, uh, singers and other bands not mentioning any names, Boston. <coughs> uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Did that come out? Uh, you know, uh, Tommy DiCarlo, what a great singer took Brad Delp's place. I don't think that uh Tom, Tom Schulz uh allows uh, you know that kind of freedom uh with with tommy uh and, and again you're talking about you know songs that you know Boston songs that have been heard a million gazillion times uh it, it's it, it's it's something I'm very thankful for because I don't know if I'd be able to do it I really don't know if I'd be able to be caged like that. Cause like I said, you know, when I'm feeling good, I, I want to go for it. I want to push my limits. Sometimes I fall on my face, you know, uh, but it, it's after, oh my God, after <laughs> 40, 40 something years of singing, it's something I rarely do.
2: Right hey so i don't mean to interrupt but i just got my warning we've got like six minutes left so i wanted to ask you real quick what do you what's up next for kansas what do you guys what do you have planned here for the new year
0: touring touring and more touring uh you know quick story you know when we started the the left overture 40th anniversary tour uh, you know, Phil was talking to me and he's saying that he was talking to Keith, our agent, and that we were going to try and do that show in 12 to 15 markets. Uh, and that ended up being like 80 markets <laughs> that we brought that show to. A little, you know, and point of no return, 40th anniversary, long surpassed that. We broke the 100 show mark with that. Oh. With this being the 50th anniversary, once that show it starts rolling i i really don't see an end in sight you know might might be the uh you know the third annual <laughs> 50th anniversary too right them, you know? <laughs> but
2: in the end it's an amazing thing that you're still relevant after all these years right people still want to hear you, and people still going to fill the stadiums and and that's what it's all
0: right about. right and, and that's that's another thing that's very flattering uh you know to i always have a friend of mine mike always calls me and he's he's always checking the the sales and the, hey man you're sold out again hey man you're sold out again <laughs> hey man you're sold out again I'm like wow that's fantastic you know so we must be doing something right excellent well obviously, yeah. Rina, you got anything else before we go uh just for everyone please visit us on kansasband.com and there's news in there and just everything from news and merch and all the the happenings in Kansas so please visit kansasband.com and cool. I course, love that it's
3: it's that and not one. like look at our history. Yeah.
0: CD you know?
3: <laughs>
1: <somewhere>. <laughs> one second can you do that again with the CD uh, can you can you see
0: that oh mm. boy that That's looks beautiful. fancy okay super fancy you get 3 CDs if if you if you buy two box sets you know what you have a full set of drink coasters.
2: <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But that's like um, a definitive right.
0: collection of right. Of I, mean, candy. This, I, I mean this. I mean this is
3: what we call circular economy. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: So, but but I mean it's really. I mean this is really cool too. And like like you know the booklet that comes along with this is just really great. And one of these days I'm going to read it because there's some interesting stuff in there. <laughs> But I'm sure they though Go ahead.
3: The coolest, coolest, coolest ever CD was a Spinal Tap CD where you could, <laughs> there were like cardboard foldouts of, of the guys at Stonehenge. <laughs> and I had that shit on Don't top of my, my CD. For Don't like even three look years. at it. <laughs> but
2: but that I that mean, was really
3: cool too. Yes. There was and no I imagine. The Spinal Tap CD.
2: Yes. And I imagine that, you know, that project there that 50th anniversary it's uh not only good for older fans but definitely to introduce younger people to to kansas music as well
0: yeah the, there's uh there's hope for the younger society of today uh, especially if they buy this because uh, again it's it's uh it's music that you're not hearing today right but uh uh again know it's it's just warms my heart to see you know young kids in the audience and and uh being attracted to this type of music it's it's really it's it's it really is a school of music theory is what kansas is Mm. so for kids to get uh a liking to this type of music is really great
2: hey i appreciate you taking the time man have oh my god guys this was so much fun thank you excellent
3: so lovely meeting you and thank you so much for the chat. Same here.
0: Please come see us when we're in your area. Have a great day. Have a great holiday
4: and keep, uh, have fun. This is Krista makes guitarist and vocalist for less than Jake and host of Krista makes a podcast, a songwriting podcast where every week I'm joined by an amazing guest to break down the writing recording and release of one iconic song from their career. And our giant evergreen back catalog of episodes We've had rock legends such as Dee Snider and Huey Lewis, punk rock favorites like Mark Hoppus, Fat Mike, and Brett Gurowitz, and -and up-and-coming artists of today such as Liz Stokes of the Beths and Genesis Owusu. We've had guests from all genres and styles of music, and I guarantee that if you peruse our back catalog, you'll see several episodes that'll make you say, man, I gotta hear that. Whether you're a fan of music or a creator of music yourself, you'll take away a whole new appreciation for the songs you know and love. Chris makes a podcast is available for free on all the places you could possibly listen to podcasts and new episodes come out every Monday.